In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit on your blue bulletin insert. Bow down your ear, O Lord, hear me. You are my God, save your servant who trusts in you. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I cry to you all day long. Rejoice the soul of your servants, for you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer, and attend to the voice of my son. Yeah. 
Let us pray. O Lord, we implore you, let your continual pity cleanse and defend your church. And because she cannot continue in safety without your help, preserve her evermore by your help and goodness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the 15th Sunday after Trinity is from the 17th chapter of 1 Kings. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he, had came, to, and when he came to the gate of the city, Indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And so she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I, have, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first, and bring it to me. And afterwards make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the words of Elijah. And she and her son and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, Nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. This is the word of the Lord. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourselves, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught... The word of God, the, the word, share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh 
will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. This is the word of the Lord. We rise for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory, it was not arrayed like one of them. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. This is the gospel of the Lord. the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, life of life, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven. And sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come.
Our sermon text is from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The first commandment is, you shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. The cause of worry is doubt in the promises of God. Whew, that's a bold and harsh conclusion, but it is true. The scriptures teach that the triune God has created all things, that he still daily nourishes and preserves it. Furthermore, the scriptures teach that God loves us. He not only provides for our temporal bodies, but he has sent us his Son to secure our eternal salvation. Now, if God is working out all things for the good, then worry is completely removed. Jesus begins today's Holy Gospel explaining how worry weasels its way into our lives. When a person tries to please two masters, worry will result. Worry comes because of fear. Fear leaves us with doubt concerning the outcomes of our goals. So let's see. The two masters of which we are speaking always includes the one true God and then some other idol, made-up God. An idol is a false God, which we have set up in order to fear, love, and trust in it. Another way of saying it is this, that we see the, when we see an idol, we consider it to be and give us the greatest good. That's the definition. Everyone has a God, some, for some, it's, not, it's that which you think gives you the greatest good. In today's text, Jesus calls it mammon, which is just another name for stuff. <laughs> Everything that there is can be divided up into two categories, the creator and the creation. Well, there is only one creator of heaven and earth, and no other God besides him. So uh, that category involves one. And then there is, well, everything else. And that's the creation which God has made. That other stuff, man, that's what we're speaking of. So let me give you an example of serving an idol. When someone uh, serves a statue of Baal, they consider that Baal will be able to provide for them the greatest good. Now, when someone comes to realize that there is another God that, well, can provide more and better than Baal, well, then they would serve that God, because it would be the greatest good. Someone may serve money. That is, they consider holding on to money to be the thing that gives the greatest good. Money can provide for them, can provide a house. It can provide food, a car, entertainment. Now, if you consider family to be a greater good than money, you would forsake working for more money in order to spend time with the family if you thought that was the greater good. Now, of course, you would make, well, some amount of money but only insofar as it provides for you to be with your family and provides for that family. Any income more than what is needed for the family is, is irrelevant. Um, some people serve their own happiness. That is, they divorce their wife and family because, well, it's not making me happy. Others might leave their job. If it got in the way, 
of their family, their idol. Still others would allow the family to fall apart. Their wife leave them in order that they might have money. Serve that God, that idol. To go even further, the masters of which Jesus speaks, they're not just different. They're actually contradictory in their goals. You can't serve both the true God and an idol because they do not agree. In last week's uh, epistle, St. Paul tells us in Galatians 5, Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Now, the epistle, it's spoken to Christians. So, St. Paul is saying that Christians wish to please God. But if you allow yourself to serve the lusts of the flesh, try to have two gods, well, then you will not do what you wish by living according to the freedom of the Spirit. No, you instead slave an idol. And when you are slaving your sinful flesh, uh, uh, whenever you are serving to please your idol, whether it be your job or your hobby or your family or your pride, you will find that the one true God is displaced. Now, it is true that the Holy Trinity is, is not being hateful. When, when he forbids sin, it's because he's trying to protect you uh, from harm. However, at the time, you're not going to understand that. So, as you continue to neglect the hearing of God's word, and it's brought up, you will do one of two things. You will love your idol and hate that triune God who keeps trying to demand your time. Or you will return to listening to the word and thus despise your idol and be loyal to the triune God. Jesus said you cannot serve both God and mammon, because they disagree with each other. And when it comes down to it, you're going to have to, by definition, choose one or the other. Today's epistle continues from last week's reading. Last week, we had a list of those things which the flesh desires, and then a list of those things which the Holy Spirit desires, and we found that they are a contrast in masters. So today's epistle, furthermore, says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he will sow to his flesh, will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So your decisions concerning goods, time, people, money... They will show whom you are loyal to and whom you love. It will also reveal whom you hate and despise. When the law reveals your sinful works, you will feel guilty until you remove that divided position of having two masters. But you know, once you have kicked one of those masters out, you will have resolved your tension. And finally, there will be no worry. You will reap what you will sow, depending on if you choose to choose God or an idol. You will be fully serving that which you consider the greatest good. You need not worry, for there is nothing better or in competition that can do more than the one true God. So this leads us to the Christian position. Jesus says, For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So our heavenly Father has given us a promise. A promise in which we can trust. He promises that all who believe in his Son, all who believe and are baptized, shall be saved. Those baptized believers are in the kingdom of God, and they seek the kingdom of God. So when I say seek it, that is, 
having received it, they continue to hear the word, to receive the sacrament when it is offered. They desire to serve that one master. Now, because they know that their sinful nature is always attempting, uh, is always trying to tempt them and lead them to sins of thought, word, and deed, they're always going to be seeking Christ's righteousness. See, the believer never turns away and says, Oh no, I'm not seeking righteousness today because I'm doing just fine. I got everything under control and I'm holy. The believer never says that. The believer rejoices in the opportunities to pray, to receive a Bible study, to hear a sermon, to sing a hymn, to attend divine service, to receive the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of sins. We seek the kingdom and his righteousness because we know about our sinful flesh. Now, I know that the various idols are screaming out in horror. If you do what that pastor says, you're going to lose your money. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose your entertainment. You're going to lose your happiness. However, our triune God assures us, all these things will be added to you. No, you're not going to lose any of that. Like, like the serpent in the wilderness. Oh, you will not die. And God says, no, no, no. I'm serious. You will. Yes. You cannot serve two masters. Today we have a, a, an opportunity. We have an anniversary to celebrate. Approximately 50 years ago, September 15th, Cecil and Linda made vows to each other of wedded love and faithfulness. The gift of the institution of marriage and a spouse are one of those gifts which God has added unto us. It is one of the greatest gifts of this creation. Now, God already instituted marriage in the Garden of Eden. He himself married Adam and Eve. And furthermore... He has promised to give a multitude of blessings through that gift. He has provided a helpmate in life, so during adversity and prosperity that they may share together. When it is God's will, he blesses it with children, then grandchildren, and if that weren't enough, already great-grandchildren, grandchild, within a marital union, He provides love and intimacy and joy. Those are all the blessings that he gives. God gives us promises for those things. Now, when Cecil and Linda were about to begin their life together, someone, maybe a parent, said it wouldn't last six months. Cecil regularly jokes about this. Uh, The last 50 years have been the longest six months of marriage. But, you know, I guess it could have been said about any of our marriages. Put two sinners into a relationship, and you actually increase sin. Furthermore, I, I, I don't know about compatibility, but it, I've not found it to be a reliable indicator of a happy and successful marriage either. So, um, what do we know? God has provided a way to overcome our sinfulness, our trials, and afflictions, overcome prosperity leading us away. In fact, every other barrier um, that would seek to destroy marriage, God has provided a way. To make an analogy with today's theme, a marriage requires a continual seeking after our spouse and our little kingdom, our home kingdom. If we try to serve two spouses it will surely end in failure. If we are not seeking time to spend with our spouse and hear our spouse and serve our spouse, then it will fail. If we are not seeking to maintain and take care of our little home kingdom so that it builds up our home and family, it will fall into disrepair. I hope you listen to the hymn. 
I hope you will listen to the hymn that we will sing. Oh, bless the house. Marriage is not to be our new idol. It is not to be sought, as it were, a new master. But it is to remain among those other things will be added to you. Yes, when we continue to have one master, our Lord Jesus Christ, our triune God, then worry will subside. We will receive marriage as a good gift of God. Instituted by him, nourished by him, maintained by him, well, it is time to give thanks. It is just time to give thanks for the blessings for 50 years and to continue to trust him to provide for all these things. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. In 467, we remain seated. Dear friends in Christ, Cecil and Linda have come today before the Lord to reaffirm and be renewed in their solemn pledges made 50 years ago, to offer thanks to the Lord for his many blessings which he has showered upon them and to seek the Lord's continual gracious care. Cecil, do you in the presence of God and of this congregation reaffirm the pledge you made when you took Linda as your wife. I do. And Linda, do you in the presence of God and of this congregation reaffirm the pledge you made when you took Cecil as your husband? I also have some rings for the next 50 years. Say after me. Receive this ring as a pledge and token of wedded love and faithfulness. Receive this ring as a pledge and token of wedded love and faithfulness. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the fatherly love and grace that you have shown to Cecil and Linda. During the years of their marriage, you have accompanied them with loving kindness and tender mercy, strengthened them in sorrow and sickness, crowned their life with untold blessings. To you alone belong all honor and praise. Continue to be with them in the future. Be their light 
through the light in their though the light in their eyes dim, be their refuge and their light even in the hour of death, and graciously bring them to that marriage supper of the Lamb, our Lord Jesus Christ, where we will all feast with you and rejoice forever in your presence. Amen. If the congregation will stand, we'll continue with one more prayer and a blessing. Almighty and most gracious Father, continue to send your blessing upon Cecil and Linda, who have here reaffirmed their pledges to each other. Grant them your grace that they may never cease to love, honor, and cherish each other in faithfulness and patience, in wisdom and true godliness. May their lives together be a witness to your love and forgiveness, and their home a haven of blessing and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. And may the God who sustained and blessed you by his grace in your wedded life continue to grant his divine protection and blessing and cause your hearts to remain united in faithful love as long as you both shall live. Depart in peace. Amen. We remain standing. We continue with the prayers on the back of the bulletin. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you that you loved us as your most important creatures, that you created us in your image, and that your Son took on our human flesh, gave us a kingdom, and gave us his righteousness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Give the church your Holy Spirit so that we do not worry. But believe your holy word, lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. We ask that all pastors in Christ, including our Bishop James and our pastors Michael and Gary, that they would be faithful to the word of God. Bless our early childhood learning center, our director Keeley, and our staff. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Endow our President Joe, our Governor JB, our Mayor Steve federal and state legislators and all our leaders with grace to rule for the maintenance of goodness and the hindrance of evil. For those who have been unable to conceive children, we ask that you would grant them understanding of your will, and we ask that if it is your will, that you would yet give them that gift of children. We pray for the adoption of children, for St. Paul admonished Philemon even to receive Onesimus as a dear brother. May we also be open to receive orphan children into our families, provide for their needs, and share with them the love of Christ. Give to all who wear the uniform of our nation, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, also our police officers, Daniel and Alex, give them protection from physical harm. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, we ask you to be with our shut-in Carolyn, as well as with our elderly Violet and Tom. Uh, Provide for those of various needs, for Kevin and Stan, Jack, Levi, Jennifer, Victor and Marcia, Phil, Judy, and also Pat. We ask that you would be with our students while uh, they are away, with Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Ashley, and Benjamin and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
truly good right and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. 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 In 247.